0: We're going to get started in, in the Word tonight, uh, and uh, I'm going to bring a bring a message to you that um, it kind of it kind of connects, and it's a follow up to what, what we talked about uh, this morning. We talked about uh, the persecution that's going on, and how that that persecution is going to increase, uh, and it's going to get uh, a whole lot tighter than what it is right now for for sure uh and um but in view of everything that i talked about this morning uh and about about all these situations there's something that really concerns me back in the old old building before the fall god gave me a message um and I ministered a message that was very similar to this uh but i would I would tell you that it, it's not it's not the same message it is uh, a country mile long different but uh this is this is something that really concerns me with a lot of folk in the church because I've studied a lot about the end time things and um What's coming upon this earth, and uh, although i'm I don't, I don't profess to be an expert in it, I don't understand everything about it uh, and um, uh, I don't claim to, but there is one thing I, I do know about it and understand about it that I'm afraid there's a lot of people in the church now who think they're going to be able to get by tomorrow on the little things they did yesterday. And what we used to do to get by, uh, and uh, it's going to take a little bit more than that as we head off into this thing. Uh, God's grace is is good, and uh, His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. But as that scripture that I read this morning, and one Bible verse I said uh, there in First Peter, uh, it says, "Get serious. Get serious. Uh, what you depended on in the past, you're not going to be able to depend on in the future to get you through what we're going to happen. It's going to take more than that, and uh, it's going to be during this time." This time of purging, this refining, that God is going Himself. Well, I'm not going to be. Able, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. But God's going to do it. God's going to purify His church. And in that purifying process, He's going to remove Himself. He's going to remove the tares. Amen. Because those people that are not true seed, the goats let crept in, as the old song says years ago, that we let down the bars, we compromise the sin, we let down the bars, the sheep's gone out and the goats have come in. The goats ain't going to stick around. They're not going to stick around to endure what the true church is going to endure. Amen. It's going it's, it's to separate, as the saying goes, it's going to separate the men from the boys. And I am very concerned over lukewarm situations, lukewarm people, people that's been straddling the fence for a long time, they're not going to be able to get by. You And you ain't going to be able to depend on God's grace to get you by because you're either going to have the goods or you're not going to have the goods. It's just as simple as that. You're going to have the strength to get through it or you're not. Uh, God ain't going to pat. Everybody on back and said, "Well, you've done the best you can. Just go on. That's not the way it's going to be in in the future. This is a whole new ball game. This end time persecution, this refining fire of the church. It's a whole different situation, and we got to get serious. So, that being said, I want to go ahead and get started in the message, and you pray for me. like I said, um, uh, I want." Uh, like I remember one time talking a little bit on terms of this, but this is totally different. The Lord gave me something totally different on this and we're gonna be going into we're going to the book of Luke, chapter fourteen, and we're gonna read verses twenty-eight through forty-three. Amen, hallelujah. Luke uh fourteen, twenty-eight through forty-three. Now this is the words of the Lord Here and he's doing the speaking. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost? Really consider this now as Jesus is talking. Who among you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost? Whether he has enough to finish it, let me let me stop right there and ask, Sir, uh, sincerely and truthfully, Sammy Pruitt. I'm asking. I'm, I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm looking in the mirror. Of God's word of God's word, and I'm asking myself. Sammy Pruitt, is your experience right now, that you've got with God right now, is it enough to carry you through this end-time persecution? We need to be serious about that, folks. Which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost to see whether or not you've got enough to finish it? Lest after has laid the foundation... He's not able to finish. All who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else while the other is still a great yet away, he sends a delegation, amen, and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, and this is the focal point here, whoever you does not forsake all that he has cannot. This is the words of Jesus. This is not going to be watered down. It's not going to be well, you've done the best you can do. You you better take this as serious as you take Acts two thirty eight. Whoever you does not forsake all that he, has not, uh, that he has cannot be my disciple. Can you tell me any so more sober words in all of God's holy word? Whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to you tonight, we thank you, God, and praise you for one more opportunity on this weekend to come to your word. I'm asking, God, that you, for your anointing to rest upon us, that we can speak the message that you have given. Give us grace and mercy and speak to our hearts. Reveal things that need to be revealed to us individually tonight as we read from your word tonight in the mighty, blessed name of Jesus. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. you. can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you tonight on this subject title, Hallelujah, as he puts it up on the screen. Living Committed to Christ. Huh. I think about that song, and I did not... We did not get together beforehand and practice or anything tonight. But that song Kessie said, uh, led, that was meant to be sung tonight. My soul says yes to the Lord. My soul says yes. Because I want to talk about living committed to Christ, not just making a contribution to his cause. Amen. Living a committed Living committed to Christ, not just making a contribution to his cause. There are several ways to view commitment and the cost which consists of total commitment to something. Amen. When we begin to consider that we're going to be totally committed to something, you have to consider what it's going to cost you to be committed. You can go down here. Uh, to uh, a new car dealership, and go down uh, uh, to uh, one of the new car dealerships down there, and um, and take a look at all those vehicles with all of the gadgets on them and everything they got today, uh, and sitting in that in that uh, in that showroom of of that place. And uh, man, you man, you sit down in there, man, and those seats just kind of wrap around you. You know, you get that lumbar thing just set just right. And uh, oh, man, I, I I never had a vehicle to. Uh, 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 I bought we bought this one that uh, uh, that we got now. I, man, I'm gonna tell you something. They ain't, they ain't nothing better in them leather, leather seats when you get out there in a the cold winter time and you hit that heat button. Boy, that feels good. It heats up about three times as fast as the heater. Amen. I love that. Amen. It, it might make me buy a Ford next time. I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But when when you see the vehicle, no matter what make or model it is, and you test drive that thing, and man, it just everything just right, there comes a time somewhere in that process, you gotta you gotta consider the cost of it. And whether or not you're willing and most importantly that you're able to commit to whatever those payments are going to be to that car actually becomes yours. Amen? Amen. And that's very important. So uh, when we begin to uh, view commitment and the cost of something, what the cost is of total commitment, hallelujah. Amen. Commitment can mean that you are devoted to a relationship such as a marriage, a friendship. It could also mean that you are a person who has agreed to perform a task or job and that you will see it through to the end despite obstacles and problems that you'll encounter. Uh. You have to make that commitment. There is commitment to a way of life, a certain set of values, to a well-defined personal and professional ethics that cannot be influenced or changed. Amen. Uh, But in this world today, especially with the millennial generation that they call them, commitment is a word that many shun we got a lot of people in that uh millennial generation uh that's coming on now uh, man they 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 like to hear what Bernie's got to say. Sounds good. everybody gets free college I imagine Kesha would like to heard that back in when she was going uh starting college over at Lipscomb University. Hmm. Amen, those those bills go on way past graduation time, Amen. way past graduation time, uh, and people like to hear, well, we're going to give free this, we're going to give free that, and free this, and everything else, but they don't never think about what the cost of that's going to be. Who's going to pay for it? Hallelujah. They don't realize that once they get a little older and they do get that good job, that good job's not gonna mean much when time they get the, when Bernie gets through taking all them extra taxes out that he's gonna raise that you're gonna get about five percent of your paycheck. Right. Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. Certain things people don't think about. And I still say, hey, Amen, nobody in America is gonna go down and pay twenty-two dollars. For a Big Mac, because somebody wants to get paid fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage, it just ain't gonna happen. They've already they've already considered considered Big Mac vending machines. I seen seen one, seen a picture of one. I guarantee you, people are not gonna like the outcome of what's gonna happen. That, Hallelujah! You better be careful what you ask for; you may just get it. Come on, somebody! Come on. Hallelujah! Amen. I've asked for a few things in my life. I've even prayed for a few things in my life that I go back later, Brother Wayne, and I said, Lord, why did you answer that prayer? Yeah. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. And commitment is a word that many people shun today. That's one reason why that, uh, uh, that, that, that marriage is way down on the list. A lot of folks are just living together. I'll be nicer than what Brother Harrison would be. Everybody, you know what the word Brother Harrison would use. Hallelujah. Amen. They don't, want them, they don't like that word commitment. Hallelujah. We don't like the word commitment. We don't like commitment because we feel chained to an obligation to which we can't readily walk away from or detach ourselves at will. Hallelujah so to help ease the guilt that we feel we choose to make a contribution to an idea a contribution to a cause or responsibility rather than a commitment a contribution is less demanding or taxing upon the individual there are usually no long-term conditions which involves excessive time energy and devotion Amen. When you're only making Amen a contribution. It's kind of like two friends that work together uh for many, many years. They'd all they'd always go out at lunchtime and go down and um and um, uh, on Fridays they'd go out special on Fridays and hit the steakhouse, you know. It was payday and so uh, we'd forget the crystals and everybody they'd they'd go they'd go to the to the steakhouse. And um, uh every time this one this one friend <laughs> and uh really wasn't too much of a friend when he'd get through, automatically before anything could get said, he would reach in his pocket and pick up a few pick up a few dollars and throw them down and say, I'll take care of the tip. And the other guy was left with the bill and that went on for a few years to one day uh, the other buddy stopped him, he knew what was coming, and he he beat him to the punch and he, he said, I'll take care of the tip today. Hallelujah. It's nice to take care of the tip, but not many people want to pay the bill. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's a little bit more involved when you pay Uh, the bill and here comes the illustration that I used before when I was talking in terms of this and I think maybe some of you might remember this I want to give you this little um, uh, illustration of little humor here about what I'm talking about there was a chicken and a pig who lived on a farm together and the farmer was very good to them and they both wanted to do something good for this farmer one day the chicken approached the pig and said I got a great idea What's your idea, replied the pig. Well, the old farmer has kept and taken good care of us for all of these years, so I thought it would be nice to prepare for him in the morning a good ham and egg breakfast to show our appreciation. And the pig, for a minute or two of deep thought, I mean, that pig got into deep thought. <laughs> And then finally, after a few minutes, the pig replied to the chicken, Well, that's an admirable suggestion on your part, but I don't think I would be very interested in being a part of this partnership. Why not, said the pig? Because your side of the deal only requires a contribution. My side requires total commitment. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's a lot of people in the church down through time amen, has been riding along on the ways created by somebody else doing the praying. Come on. They ride it on the ways of somebody else doing all the fasting. Come on, hallelujah. They ride it on the ways of everybody paying the bill while they've been getting the enjoyment of joining the blessings but just paying a tip and never thinking about the cost so much. Hallelujah to God. Amen. When you've got the anointing of God flowing into service and people are being delivered and things are happening, it don't happen because the preacher's good. Amen. It don't happen because the musicians are 100% up to par, but it happens because somebody has burnt the midnight oil. Somebody has paid something. Somebody, hallelujah, amen, has pressed in somewhere for that to take place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody has been committed to God. Hallelujah. I think that pig was very smart by not jumping into that deal. Hallelujah. The ham and egg breakfast sounded good, but uh, there was a difference of what was going to take place. This illustration may be cute, but the cold, hard truth is that in terms of having a personal relationship with Christ, it demands total commitment, not just a mere contribution every now and then. You're fooling yourself tonight. If you think you've got a true commitment to Jesus Christ, a a true relationship, excuse me, to Jesus Christ, but you're only giving a little contribution every now and then, you're not committed to the cause of Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus says, unless you are willing to give up everything, you cannot be my disciple. Now, that's tight, but it's right. And it's going to take that to get through what we're talking about. A lot of people believe what I'm talking about this morning about what we're going to have to go through. Amen. But these folks that's been riding along, amen, being sponges, just soaking up, soaking up, and not giving nothing, they're not going to be able to get through what we're talking about that's going to come upon this world before Jesus comes back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What I want to do tonight, amen, and I'm not going to take long in doing this, but I want to give you a a couple examples of something to show you what I'm talking about, and I hope that it pierces your heart. I want to talk first about the example of Calvary. The example of Calvary in, in, in terms of being totally committed, amen, to the cause of Christ. Now, it wasn't. It wasn't very. It was just. Just here a, a, a few weeks ago, that we celebrated the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and none of us would ever suggest that Jesus ever made just a contribution towards our redemption. Hallelujah, He paid the total cost. Church, Jesus didn't walk up the Pilate and reach down in His robe and then throw out a a, a few denarius, amen, and say, here, I'll give give a contribution to this, Uh uh-uh. It wasn't a contribution when he stood before Pilate. Come on. Hallelujah. It was total... Commitment, Hallelujah. And he was given an example to those that was going to follow him after what it's going to cost us when we consider the cost of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't just make a contribution towards your redemption and your salvation. He paid the total cost. Hallelujah. Amen. Every aspect of a crucifixion. Now listen to this. Every aspect of a crucifixion will lead you to the understanding that once the crucifixion has completed, there was nothing left for the one being crucified to give. Think about that. Somebody that's being crucified, once the act is performed, you've got to say they have given everything. Because when they finally give up that last breath, you've got to say they have given it all. Look at what John says. Chapter nineteen, verses twenty-nine and thirty, has to say. Put it up there. Now there was a uh, there was set of vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, "It is finished," and he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost my 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 it is finished brother paul jesus paid the total cost for our redemption He didn't just make a just a contribution he didn't just reach down and throw out a tip like a lot of us have been doing serving God for years hallelujah he he gave it all amen he gave everything that he had within him to give hallelujah amen he shed every drop of his blood amen and even water came forth hallelujah amen he had gave it all and before he gave up the ghost amen he said it is finished hallelujah amen there was nothing left for him to Give. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? Can you honestly say that? Can I honestly say that? Have I given all to this relationship that I have with Jesus Christ? I, amen. Have I committed myself like God expects me to commit myself? Does my relationship that I have right now with God will it carry me through during this end time? These are questions, folks, that we better seriously begin to ask ourselves right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen. Jesus did not uh, contribute to the Roman whip when they began to give him that cat-of-nine-tails amen as that that Roman soldier began to put that whoop uh, amen ab- about him and had chips of bone amen uh, and, and rocks and things tied to the end of it uh, amen it when they whooped him uh, amen it would kick in amen and uh, into uh, amen his side but like what a hook if you ever got a fish hook in your finger or hand uh, you know what I'm talking about and he had that Roman cat-of-nine-tails uh, and he was beating him out uh, amen and it would hang in his side and he would give it a yank pull it off flesh amen and he would do it again hallelujah amen time and time again Jesus just didn't contribute to the Roman whip he committed all Jesus did not comp- uh, uh, contribute to the shame of hanging on a cross he committed all Jesus did not contribute to the thorns on the crown he committed all oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now Jesus did not Contribute to the nails that they put in his hands and feet. He committed all. Hallelujah. And do we expect to get by with anything less? Do we honestly believe? If you honestly believe we can, the devil's got us soul food. He's got me soul food. If I think I can twist it kind of any kind of way, because he gave the example of Calvary. When well, he said it is finished. Jesus didn't have anything else to give. Hallelujah. He didn't give it all. And if you studied and and you know about uh, crucifixion, somebody who's crucified, they die of asphyxiation because the way your your body is contorted upon that cross, The person being crucified, they have to push up with their legs to be able to exhale. Amen. I've read all kind of things. i I got that book. I I don't have it now. I lost it in, in the far, but I had a book titled A Physician Examines the Crucifixion, and that was, I'd like to get another copy of that. That was a tremendous book, and the person crucified would have to push up to be able to exhale. He could not exhale without pushing up with his legs. It was an impossibility. And that's why the soldiers decided after a while to go, if you read the scripture, and break the legs of the, everybody who was being crucified that day. Because the reason why they broke the legs when they went along back through there with whatever they used to break the legs with, those people could no longer push up to breathe out, and they would just in a matter of minutes die or expire. But see, to keep up with what the prophet said about Jesus is not a bone and his body would be broken when they got to the Lord. He had already gone. Because he said it's finished. And he gave up the ghost. Hallelujah. He cried, he said, He says, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. He gave everything else, but the spirit went back. Hallelujah. I thank God for that. And that's an example. That's an example for me to try to live by. Amen. That I need to learn this thing about commitment and what it really costs. But then let's talk about the example of the apostles. And some of this stuff I mentioned today. Hallelujah. The example of the apostles is the second point that I want to talk about. The apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ followed the example of their Master and committed all to the gospel and to the cause of Christ, enduring suffering, rejection, affliction, and even death. Hallelujah. Think about that. And I told you this morning, every one of them but but one died was killed. John was cast on the Isle Patmos, but they tortured him before they sent him out there, and they thought he was going to die while he was out there. Amen. But it didn't happen. They all committed everything. They gave everything up for the cause of Christ. All of the hundreds of thousands of people. Amen. Polycarpus, I talked to, uh, today as one of them. And all, think about all of these people that's given up everything for Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know how you feel about it. Huh. But on the day of judgment, I don't think I would want to be standing next to Polycarp. Because if I was standing against that man, beside that man, it would probably make me feel mighty shame of what little I've done for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I wouldn't want to stand next to Peter. Why not, Peter? Peter uh, uh, denied that he knew him. Yeah, but see, that's that, that was before he got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! Because when it come down to it, and they was going to crucify him, Peter stopped him. He said, "Wait a minute, boys! I'm not worthy to die the same way that my Lord died. So if you're going to crucify me, turn me upside down." History says Peter was crucified hanging upside down. I, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be standing next to him on on, on on judgment day when we're talking about all that stuff. Hallelujah! Off all of these people that have committed everything that they've had to the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's one thing for sure, church. In the future, in the future, we're gonna have. We're gonna have to give a whole lot more than what we have. Hallelujah! I want you to turn to the book of Acts chapter five and I'm going to read verses thirty-four through forty-two. Kind kind of a little bit of lengthy scripture, but uh it uh, it gives some examples amen of these apostles and how that they did more than just contribute hallelujah they wasn't like the chicken hallelujah amen they they they, they knew what uh, uh what it was to fully commit Acts chapter five Verse thirty four, beginning at first thirty four through forty two. Then one of the council stood up, a Pharisee by the name of Gamaliel. Anybody? Anybody know the man named Gamaliel? Hallelujah! Who? Uh, uh, who? Who was Gamaliel uh, a teacher of? Anybody remember? Apostle Paul, I think I heard somebody say, Hallelujah. Gamaliel, he was a teacher of the law, and he was held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles aside for a little while. You see, this was the time that they had gotten the apostles and brought them before the judgment there, trying them because they were preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus. And uh, the council was about ready to put them to death. But Gamaliel, he stopped him and he called, called him to the side, and this is what he told him, And he was highly respected by everybody back in that day. He, verse 35, and he said to them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourself what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Judas rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him, He was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men. He's talking about the apostles. Keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, <laughs> you can't overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they they decided not to kill them, but they couldn't let them go without beating them. They beat them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Verse 41. So they departed. From the presence of the council, sad and crying, their heads bowed low and said, I'm going back to fishing, giving this stuff up. I guess I need to clean my glasses. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They wasn't just paying the tip. Come on. They wasn't just making a contribution here. They was, they was committed in everything. Hallelujah. They departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They kept on. They didn't let nobody stop them. They were totally committed to Christ. Somebody asked me one time, and says, Well, what really makes you believe that the resurrection really happened? Why don't you, don't you think maybe his apostles and disciples was the ones that stole his body and started that big tale? about he was resurrected and all that stuff. They just took him and they buried him somewhere else. You know, that, that is a theory that's, that, that has, uh, uh, had, has, has gone around. But let me, let me tell you something. If those apostles had stole the body of Jesus, if I'd been one of them, if I'd been in on it, and I knew that Jesus hadn't really rose again, when they brought out those whips and them rods and them sticks about to ready to beat them boys, I say, wait a minute, folks, let's talk this over. It's just a lie. We made it all up. It's been good for a little while. We made a few extra bucks over it. Just, we're just going to go on home. Now The reason, Brother Bobby, why they endured it all, they knew it was fact. <laughs> they knew it was fact. They knew it was true. Hallelujah. So they went through everything that they had to go through. And I can say, God, help me. Help me, Lord. Give me strength. Give me strength and grace. Whatever it takes. Amen. Whatever I need to do, help me to be able to do that, Lord, for you. Hallelujah. I'm going to slip over to the keyboard. I'd like everybody to stand. We're going to open the office.